This podcast has been brought to you by the patrons at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Check out the new Patreon. They've got new tiers for new shows. They've got new goals. They've got new everything at the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Something inside her hungers for new Yearns to feel. I've introduced her to she had never dreamed of. Ain't nobody gonna tell Gambit not to tell Michael Hutchins to rest in peace, Cher. You jerk off when you want how you want with the angel them all. I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where we talk about every single episode of the X-Men animated series from the early 90s and a bunch of other X-Men stuff. And also... A lot about Overwatch shipping recently, so we can kind of get into that if you need to, Gary. If you need any kind of refreshers yeah, update, or primers. Have there, have there been updates, updates in the world of it? Um, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. Well. I don't think so. <laughs> it's been a while since we recorded, so there could be like four new lesbian characters that I don't know about. Yeah. Well, the internet men have not been freaking out about it, so I, I assume not. I, I would know if they added uh, new lesbians to Overwatch because... There'd be tons of screen cap- caps of posts of people saying like, "No, but I had a crush on her," uh, <laughs> and, and just like, "Let me tell you, if, if you think this is the reason you can't have sex with this Overwatch character, like, we gotta yeah, zoom there's, out." There's so many other barriers between you and this yeah. besides her preference for women. <laughs> yeah, let's let's take it. Let's take a step back, uh, Goku Boner sixty nine. <laughs> like, we gotta we gotta chill. Um, yeah. So unless there have been any updates, we can just kind of make it a an alert, like. If uh, if there are any updates in that world, you can text me direct. Okay, okay. So I need to I need, basically I need to put uh, any Overwatch shipping notes into the actual show notes for the show, so you can kind of get prepared for it. Yeah. Would you say that you need to bone up on Overwatch shipping? Is what you're talking about? I, <laughs> I need <laughs> to bone off on them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now we talk about the X Men in this podcast, and uh, we have and two great shipping. episodes. And yep. uh, oh yeah, there's there's all kinds of sex in the X Men. I mean, Gambit alone in this episode is um, has some of the best orgy clothes I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like his, <laughs> his his orgy wear is really strong. <laughs> this is uh, these are like the shipping episodes. These are, this is all about like <clears throat> you know jealousy and, and and romance and stuff. The beginning of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, yeah, we are we're tackling it. Yeah. yeah, the Dark Phoenix saga. Uh, we're going to do part one and two today, and then the next episode in two weeks will be part three and four. So. Um, yeah, why don't you why don't you talk to tell me this crazy plot description of part one, which yeah, is insane. I, I just like in general that this is a svelte four episodes rather than the last one, which was seven episodes with the prologue. Yes, you know? yeah. They 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 wrap this up pretty quick. They do a lot of uh, homages to the comics, which I think are really fun. Like they do some like direct from the comics stuff, and mm-hmm. then. The stuff that the standards and practices obviously had them change, and the way that affects the story just makes it hilarious to me instead of bad. So I'm <laughs> like, it's yeah. there's some stuff towards the end where it's like, why are you even okay? Sure. <laughs> so there's also two whole episodes that are just fights. Like it, it's kind of surprising. Like we have, you know, we have two episodes of plot, and then one episode that's a big fight, and a second episode that's a big fight, and yep. uh, it's you know kind of you know kind of intense. Like. But I think this, these are actually, in general, like really good, good episodes of the show. Um, excited to talk about. I'm excited to get into it with episode twenty here. And that's our episode twenty. This episode, uh, we don't know what episode it is because the air order is all fucked up. 
Yeah, um, so we we just stopped bothering with any of that stuff. Sorry, people, if yeah. we really cared about that. <laughs> yeah, it'll. It, yeah, if uh, well, maybe we'll go back. Maybe we won't. Maybe um, we won't. Yeah, who who knows what we can do? Um, this is uh the first episode of this, the Dark Phoenix Saga Part One, Dazzled. The Phoenix continues to inhabit Jean's body, brazenly taking over her will. When the Inner Circle Club. <laughs> uh, discover the extent of Phoenix's power. They use Jason Wingard to create a new history in the mind of the confused Jean Grey. Wingard creates a fictional romance between them set in the past and leads Jean to believe uh, that what she perceived as the present reality or the present actually occurred in her dreams. When the X-Men uh, come to rescue Jean, they find that the person they came to rescue might actually be the one to cause their destruction. <laughs> Pretty accurate, right? I mean, this is this is okay. Um, I mean, obviously, I guess Hellfire Club is okay for comic books, but not okay for Saturday morning TV. So they have to be the Inner Circle Club, which is kind of like saying the the ATM machine, <laughs> yeah, the ATM machine, or uh, they're real big fans of the people who did the theme song to Cops, sure. uh, the reggae band Inner Circle. <laughs> <laughs> not to be confused they, they, with the inner circle fan club emma frost says constantly <laughs> yeah <laughs> i wish they had just called it something different you know like yeah i mean make up a name like the, the it could just be like the evil mo- mutant cabal or something right or cabal yeah right? or, or just the cabal yeah you know? hell yeah yeah there we go yeah hell yeah I mean, the cabal I, man <laughs> <laughs> i can understand why you ha- can't use the word hellfire but like what about like the Hades Club? Like, make it weird. Oh <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm yeah, Brimstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be a, look. I would be a member of Brimstone right now, <laughs> Club Brimstone. <laughs> yeah, Club Brimstone. Like, it, you just do a lot of cool stuff with this, and the Inner Circle Club just sounds silly, and it's just so they can say the Inner Circle. Weirdly enough, though, everything else about this them are pretty accurate to the comics because the Hellfire Club are fucking weird. Like, I've always liked the I've always liked the Hellfire Club, but like they're very strange and the. Cartoon portrays them pretty accurately. Yeah, all like, of the characters seem to basically come over pretty much intact from the comics. Um, like every everyone kind of has the same powers, everyone has the same motivations. Uh, you know, I think this is a really great representation of Emma Frost. Like she seems really cool, mm-hmm. even though like sometimes she just shoots te- telekinetic bolts at people, which doesn't actually happen. But and at one point she's like fighting wind. So yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but but like okay, like there's a bunch of people that have to fight one another. At some point, the action figures have to smash together, and we, they just create a bunch of stuff for that. So I don't, I don't begrudge it those things. And the, but when the characterization on these is universally good for the Hellfire Club, yeah, I, I think I think Leland has different powers in this. Oh, does he? Um, yeah, I think in the uh, in the comics, he uh, he controls his density, or when he gets hurt, he transfers like energy to density. And there's a you know subplot where he gets like real heavy and like falls through the floor. At some oh, point, okay. here he and just kind of shoots bolts. Oh, in this, I thought he was making other things like heavy or light or whatever. Uh, maybe that. Maybe that's what he's doing. Because uh, that's my. We'll get to it. But that's why Wolverine yeah. falls into the sewer. Right? Yeah, yeah. At some point, yeah. he just kind of zaps something though too. So it's. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I mean, like everybody needs a, a ranged move. Okay, yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely zapping that goes on kind of continuously in this. Um, but everyone else is pretty accurate and accurate to their um, not just the powers, but also like their personalities. Like we don't actually get mm-hmm. the uh, the wealth angle, which is always a big part of the Hellfire Club. But we do get this kind of arrogance. Like they never really seem bothered that anything's going on, you know. And they're just kind of playing, you know, playing uh, dress up as as this kind of these Machiavellian fops. And uh, it really works for me. Like they don't, they're not out for world domination. They're not out for uh, mutant rights. They couldn't give a shit about that. You know, it's just about this kind of power. 
uh, and kind of social power. And, and they're uh, all yeah, doing I it in pretty the neat. most ridiculous clothes, right? Like they are doing oh, it yeah. in the most ridiculous clothing. And it's not just them, like the inner circle club. <laughs> which, yeah. yeah. Are you down with ICC, bad Gary? Boys, bad boys. <laughs> um, but like they, like they have a whole, as we'll see, I think in the, second or third episode where there's a big fight scene and um <clears throat> there's a whole like club full of people that are just having dinner dressed like this that aren't out for like world power and domination or anything <laughs> like they're just people that hang yeah they're like the lower members of the secret society can we um real quick and this this is going to get porny um pretty quick yes but as, as okay, a gentleman of, a gentleman of the of the internet uh who has been known to uh to watch porn from time to time on his computer, on websites and the like. Um, when, whenever anything strays into like mild fetish or BTSM stuff, there is a, uh, a channel that uh, is on all the porn aggregates called uh, The Upper Floor. And I guess it is a place, like it's an actual like rented out, look, like Hellfire Club ass looking place where people go and like be sex slaves, like, you know, servants, like, you know, go in and for other people's amusement, but everybody kind of dresses a little bit like the hellfire club. Everyone dresses kind of nice. It's got a real hellfire club vibe. Uh, but except that, you know, this woman's being used as a table while she's like sucking off some dong, you know, like it's, it's, it's like hellfire club, but with way more boners and, and, you know, whipping and stuff and humiliation. Um, totally a thing. And you you just wanted to bring this up. It's because it's the Hellfire Club. There's like a porn Hellfire Club, man. Like, what do you mean? Because like, <laughs> it's relevant as shit. Like, <laughs> it's like super relevant. Like, I'm just saying that if if because the, the, there's weird, there's tons of weird sexual overtones to the, the Hellfire Club, and then mm-hmm. it feels like some like some like artist collective or artist porn collective in San Francisco or whatever like decided to make it a real thing. So so. As I like to do when we talk about the podcast, and um, I like to pretend <laughs> not to be familiar with, with, with pornography, so I, I just Googled this for the first time. And um, I have to say, the Pornhub page for this, normally Pornhub titles are just horrible and awful, uh, but these are some of these are actually kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Like, one is just divorce counseling. That's very <laughs> funny. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a pretty decent name for a porn video again another one one last hurrah part one which <laughs> which sounds like maybe it's just like the ocean's 11 of like they're gonna get the gang back together for one last hurrah yeah, up in the one, upper one floor. last uh porn porn hurrah yeah yeah the new, you know new master gets a welcome etc but like you can, you can see it's kind of like victorian-y it's not quite like hellfire club but you can see it's like this nice you know everyone's dressed up there's this weird there's a, can I tell you, this is, was not, uh, on this specific fetish thing, but my favorite porn title ever, yeah, like just sure. a little thumbnail title. Uh, I talked about this and you, I mean, I'm, this is re- repetition for you cause you've listened to that idea of a holla, but it was, uh, and this is horrible. I'm not condemning or condoning this. It was black couple want baby badly. And then a little thumbnail oh, of them geez. having sex. <laughs> it's like, what a weird angle to approach that's this a, from. That's not a good angle. <laughs> like, find another way to express it's, that. It's, <laughs> well, it's like it's so weird because it's like it sounds kind of like you know sad or something. Yeah, it's just like oh, they're trying to have a kid, but then it just shows them like pouring out. And I'm like, was this written by like an alien who doesn't understand? Like, knows a couple things about sex, but not everything about sex. You know, and it's just like, oh, this is how humans procreate, you know, and then he's like, so he's like, uh, shapeshifted into an intern 
and he has to maintain his cover, so he's coming up with these little, you know, these titles for these videos. I don't know. I always thought that was one of the weirdest expressions of sex. Like, yeah, I, I always guess, feel bad. Like, who yeah. do you, like? I know Pornhub is like a user generated content, or at least it used to be, right? So, like, it was ostensibly like some like extremely lonely guy that had found some clip on the internet that he wanted to put on Pornhub to get a bunch of views for like, I guess, his e penis or whatever. So he would name it most, the most ridiculous things possible. But now that it's become kind of commercialized almost like where it's all of this stuff like actual companies are doing this like the names really just floor me on all of this stuff like yeah. it's just the most ridiculous <laughs> over the top stuff like i don't know man like it's I just it's almost like i can just read them and laugh now instead of reading them and get chubbies maybe that's just yeah. because i have an old brick dick as it's been well established on this podcast <laughs> the uh old gray mare she ain't what she used to be the um yeah, it's a. Uh, uh, I, I think that I, I end up thinking they're funny too. I think it's just a standout because there's literally terabytes and terabytes of free porn. Uh, that's that's right there. Like, oh, it's just like anything you want to see. It's ridiculous. Porn is crazy. Porn um, is crazy. Yeah. Uh, but we let's talk about the X Men and when they're not being fetish. Not the <laughs> fetish. Not the, <laughs> the triple X Men. I mean, there's there's going to be some weird, you know. Like this, the story is a metaphor, like essentially a metaphor for the female orgasm and female sexual empowerment. Like it's going to come up. It makes sense. If we're going to talk about this shit anywhere, it's here. Um, oh no, no, I'm, yeah. I'm into it. Believe me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not kink shaming anybody. Yeah. You know, let's, let's talk about it. <laughs> I'll put you on the uh, lower floor, Jeremy. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. not again. <laughs> See, then we'll the guacamole is much worse down there. <laughs> we'll rainfall down to the lower floor from the upper floor. And that's where all the weird shit happens. It's all sewer sex. <laughs> that's where gambits stay yo <laughs> yeah, yeah he just falls down and gambits like leaning against a chair he's like welcome monami <laughs> fanning cards between us <laughs> he's already there like or what if in this episode when gambit showed up that like one of the guys like hi gambit <laughs> he's like not now gambit hey, at work <laughs> do not call me that here <laughs> yeah. i oh, told man. you we don't know each other when we don't wear the mask <laughs> there's no point in wearing a mask for gambit isn't his eyes just aren't his eyes purple all the time like they just stay like one solid color that's true <laughs> you know who you are gambit who you're yeah. trying to pretend to be <laughs> it's a usually they know him wearing some kind of like a hotline miami-esque animal mask um, <laughs> i don't care if you're dressed up like the hamburglar i can tell it's you gambit <laughs> i come to burgle uh, <laughs> and it ain't gonna be no hamburger to gambit get <laughs> the, I, uh, this is this is just crazy off topic but I, I got a message the other day asking me if i'd listened to a specific abject suffering because mm-hmm. i got mentioned on it and i was like no i haven't i haven't listened to that when i'm like way behind on that podcast or whatever they said well you should listen to it and then you guys you and cole went into this extended description of this orgy thing with all of these mascots and i am literally gary i'm just dreading you bringing up my name in conjunction with this do you remember this episode I'm sure it was a recent one about mascots with the um with the olympic mascots the all the olympic mascots having sex with like all of like mickey oh, mouse yeah. and bugs I, bunny and all that stuff yeah i do remember that can you remind me how we brought you up because i don't think you were in that picture no, no, I wasn't in the picture, and I was just worried that you were going to, like, I, I didn't know how I would be brought up, and it turns out, like, you were going to send Cole something, and you're like, oh, I don't want to send this to Jeremy Greer, like, oh. that was literally the only mention, and, and I, so, but I was worried the entire 45 minutes of the episode, I was like, what did I do? You know, what, what it was, was I clicked on Cole on Slack to send him the message, and I accidentally clicked on you. And I yeah, almost yeah. like, and the, which would have been very funny if that was, I just said that to you out of nowhere. 
<laughs> okay, buddy, check this out. <laughs> Get a load of this. <laughs> like I'm, I'm holding my phone up to Autumn saying, I think Gary is hitting on me right now. <laughs> the sure weirdest possible fucking way. With, uh, the, the, uh, the, is he the Olympic what's it? Oh. Yeah, that's uh, that was that sounded terrible. I did not go search it out, and uh, uh, I do not want to. So. Yeah, please don't. Please, don't. no one listening to this either. It's very bad. Like, listen to Abdul Suffering and hear us talk about it. But it's not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's extremely bad. Like, it is not a good image. No. So, um, this episode of X Men <laughs> that we yes. talked about a lot of that stuff um, is a little weird. Again, we've we've talked in the past about it being kind of out of order. Like, all these episodes are out of order. So, in this episode. Like Jean Grey has been found, um, it's like she's she, she's alive, and the Phoenix has taken over her body, and they're kind of, um, you know, an, not analyzing her, but uh, they're you know checking her out at uh, Muir Island. So Xavier and Mora and Banshee, <laughs> ever the third wheel Banshee, yeah. <laughs> are uh, hanging out and basically just like asking Phoenix questions while she's chained up in some weird laboratory. Like this looks like the uh, the sci-fi floor, which is right underneath the upper floor, which is right above the lower floor, <laughs> right above uh, Gambit's rumpus room here. And so with the with the order we're watching them in, it makes sense that Phoenix is here because we alluded, you know, to them being off in Muir Island trying to fix her own stuff. If you're watching these in the release order, this makes no fucking sense. Nope, they're not going to talk about <laughs> her getting recaptured until next episode or two episodes from now. It's real dumb. Um. As it is, like they're they're trying to figure out like what Phoenix is doing here, um, and they kind of come to this conclusion that uh, you know Phoenix is there because like she's gaining control and she wants she's like interested, like she's like she's getting fascinated, etc. You know, and and like they they're they're dealing with this. We cut over to uh, to Dazzler, uh, this underground club where Dazzler is performing, and Cyclops and Gambit are there, and presumably Gambit has taken Cyclops out to like cheer him up. No, this is just this is just Gambit duty. Like we had, we saw Jubilee in the last time. Had to take him to the movies, right? So somebody yeah, well, just has just to be with Gambit. Yes, to Gambit to his special, to you know, to the the last club in town that will have him. Um, and this is um, it's real weird. They're dressed really funny. Um, I think Cyclops kind of looks like he's a little bit like at prom to me. Um, or at least in, in my memory, let me see if I can pull up a picture of what he looks like. But in my mind, I just have him in pr- as, as he's in prom. Yeah, he looks. He, he's a little bit like his suit is just a hair too like nice to be in the in the club, right? Like he just looks like um, he he looks like like a. I'm trying to have a hard oh, time. Oh, I, I, like he looks like a like a '70s professor. He looks like an extra in Annie Hall. So sure, okay, yeah, yeah, there you go. Like it's it's a little too maybe not nice is the word. Maybe it's like a little too academic for the club. Yes. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like yeah. he looks completely professional and fine. Gambit though, yeah, Gambit's wearing some <laughs> some clothes. Um, so it's just it's like a jacket, but it's like this weird cream yellow shirt that's open to like too many buttons, mm-hmm, and this mm-hmm. like scarf around his neck. Um, I would argue that there's no buttons above where that's buttoned. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think yeah, there's an option with those. for it. Um, he's got a ponytail here, which I don't know if that's been established. Like, oh, yeah, it has when he played basketball. Um, yeah, we've, we've kind of seen him. We, we've seen him have, like, because either his hair is sticking straight up or it's, like, wavy in the back. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I pulled up a picture of this to look at their outfits. Have you figured mm-hmm. out what they're drinking? No, not here? at all. Oh, man. Jeremy. <laughs> Like you got, Let you got to uh... look at this stuff. Like it, it looks like it's, it's like candles. Like it looks like they're. I think they're supposed to be candles, but it looks like they have two glasses of candles to drink in front of them. Oh, good. And yeah. the, the candles are like the cover color of like custard. It's like bad custard. 
like just silent all up to the bar to have some some nasty custard. It's so Gambit Duty. They're at this Dazzler thing. Um, watching Dazzler perform, play this like super great song. Um, Cyclops goes out in the alley because he's he's kind and he's kind of got it for Dazzler. He gets kind of a crush on her just watching her because uh, Dazzler is pretty hot. Can we, can we like establish as like a comic book character? Like Dazzler is pretty cool, and pretty hot. She's she, she's extremely hot. She's extremely cool. Guys are really into chicks that sing. Yeah, like, that's just, just that's a known fact. Like I think every dude that I've ever known has fallen in love with like a Tori Amos or a Sarah McLaughlin or whatever. Like dudes are into chicks that sing. Um, and yeah, Cyclops. Being just having all those feelings, like all of those repressed feelings, and all and all this weird shit with Gene is just instantly smitten with Dazzler. Like not even like just like he, the scene I'm looking at, he literally has like his his head rested on his the heel of his palm, and he's just like, oh, Dazzler. <laughs> you know, he's he's gotten over Gene real quick, and and I'm glad that they they found a way to incorporate that into the show because that's such a comic thing for Cyclops mm-hmm. is how quickly he moves on. <laughs> she she's gone. It's over. <laughs> and then just like I need to find someone who looks exactly like her. And they I was about even... to say the only thing unusual about this is that Dazzler is a blonde. <laughs> like well, she's, she's not in the show head. though. She's not in the show. Like is her show red or, or is her hair uh, red or brown in the show? I, I can't. I cannot tell because of my colorblindness. But like they make her like a brunette. They make her look more. Oh, I thought I, th- I definitely thought it was blonde. Maybe it was my. Um... Oh no. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not blonde in the cartoon. Um, oh, it's it's definitely not. Holy shit! Yeah, it's it's definitely it matches Cyclops and Gambit's hair. So yeah. I guess it's going for brown. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, so so he's downgrading from red, but like it's you know they made her not her not blonde. Um, but he's you know he's kind of puppy eyes at her. He goes out in the alley where or she, where she's getting attacked. Um, and they he kind of fights her off, uh, fights off the people who are attacking him, which is uh this this Pierce guy, um, who like this is the villain of uh Logan. Um, so that's a you know, weird, weird appearance, um, who pulls an engine block out of this car, to, <laughs> which is like, just kind of like awesome to, to throw it at him. He shoots it. They fight, they fight him off. That's Dazzler's car. It's like that, that sucks. Um, yeah. and we're introduced to Dazzler's know- awesome low voice in this. Like, did you notice that? Who was he? Some big shot who won't take no for an answer. I hope you'll be here tomorrow night. In case they come back. Well, I... Looks like my car's seen better days. I would like to talk to you about your mutant powers. Tomorrow night, then. It's a date. Did you look up the voice actress for this? I can't find mm-hmm. anybody that actually voiced Dazzler. Because I was curious who it was, because it was so not what I was expecting out of this out of this cartoon. Like, I don't remember seeing this as, as a young kid, by the way. So, like, I don't... I, this may be... If, if, if I saw this, I have blocked all these memories out of my head. So this might have been the first and second time that I watched this when I watched them twice through. Like, Dazzler's voice is, like, way down here. Like, she's yeah. talking like this. She's like, it's it's kind of husky dude. and great. Yeah, it's it's good. Like, it, it's, it's like a Scarlett Johansson thing. The, um... So, you know, he's, he, she's like, hey, I can't, uh, you know, I can't drive home now and stuff. And they just kind of do this, this flirting. Um, and it's pretty intense flirting. Um, you know, and, and, and yeah. eventually it's like, Cyclops, come see me again. And he's like, I have, maybe I will, but, you know, he definitely will because his, his trousers are, are greased. Um, we switch over to Wolverine. We, we should say that during this four, <laughs> the first two episodes of this uh, are the best, like maybe the best Wolverine content in the show. Wolverine I, is nonstop, and if you remember from the last couple episodes with the museum and the like, staring at skeletons, like Wolverine is on such a fucking hot streak in this cartoon. 
He's Everything so good. he does is good. <laughs> Don't forget like the little roll around session with the jungle cat in the Savage Land where yeah. he was just kind of cracking that jaw back and forth. Like there's Wolverine has just been some He's, we've had some great Wolverine lately. Oh, he is doing very good. And he does such good work on all levels in these two episodes where it's like he's funny and ridiculous, but also real badass and good. Like this this is peak Wolverine. We're in this season three is Wolverine season of the show, man. Um, because he's, he's like, pulls out this gigantic salami out of the fridge, and does he say... Oh, no, 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 wait, 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 no, 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 no. He opens the fridge, and then he says, Where's that blasted salami? I can smell it. Ah, all it needs is slicing. (laughs) Where's that salami? I can smell it. And then he, so he grabs the salami, and he's like, now, like, does he say something like, now to slice, it only needs to be sliced? Like, he's narrating for somebody, pull Pop's claws... (laughs) And then slices the salami over a sandwich. So much for that. Uh, so much for those claws popping, hurting every single time, huh? It's, it's I guess worth he's just it. gonna put up with it. Sandwiches are good. Um, <laughs> 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 so while he's, I lo- man, I love whenever the X Men are in the kitchen. Like it is, it is so good. So he comes in. Cyclops comes in, looking like, oh, guy had a day, um, and starts immediately going on about how, uh, like, he's gonna start talking about Dazzler. Like, immediately, he's going to be like, man, I met this girl tonight, you know, Logan. You won't like, believe. You won't believe. And then Wolverine, you know, just like, hold that thought. And Wolverine's not shocked or anything when uh, Jean Grey is in their kitchen, like, in the full Phoenix outfit, just hanging out. Yeah. Like, what just the wanders in on, with, guys? with Professor Xavier. And yeah. we should mention that, like, the reason that Cyclops left the club to begin with is he felt like, like, Jean calling him psychically, like, she was in trouble. So that's the reason he left the club and, like, left Gambit to its own devices. Um, yeah, and that's and Moira has decided that the best possible cure for the Phoenix as Jean is to literally just send her back to New York and out of Scotland or Ireland or whatever, <laughs> so she doesn't yeah. have to deal with it. Which, I, hey, Moira, as somebody like Moira, literally just got married to Banshee. <laughs> like, props. Like, get your ex and his weird ass students out of your facility. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 we have not consummated yet. I need to. I need to have sex with Banshee. I need to have sex with Banshee. He uh he definitely makes the noise when he comes, right? Oh yeah, it's the worst. Like you have to wear like like those big uh not just regular earplugs, but those construction worker earplugs. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, those things, yeah. It's 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 pretty intense. But so they they brought him back, and that I, I'm glad you brought the bond because that ends up being very important to these episodes. Yeah, uh, is yeah. Scott and Jean's love, which like that was a big theme of the end of uh you know of the original Phoenix Saga. I think it's much better portrayed here. Um, Same, over the course yeah. of these four episodes. Um, so, but it's just, it's so amazing that Phoenix comes back right as Scott was just about to be like, I think I'm going to be, I'm going to be boyfriends with Dazzler now. You know, like he was immediately going to just like talk about this new, this new hookup. <laughs> I just, I love that Cyclops has no ability to remember a girlfriend that's not in yeah. the same room with him. <laughs> he's, like he's, he's like There's the no memento of boyfriends. <laughs> like yeah. he's just writing Gene's name all over the back of his, of his hand, right? <laughs> if he ever has a baby and he does that like peekaboo game, he's going to forget that he had kids like every single time. You know, like, just like, like, you know, Nathan's gone. Stop mourning for him. He's never coming back, Gene. He's right. Open your goddamn. He's right there. I can't tell when your eyes are closed. Like, literally right there. Oh, um, so, uh, we switch over to, uh, at this point, they, like, Gene and, and, and Scott talk a little bit at this point, but, but Scott talks to Xavier. This is when Xavier reveals you know kind of what's going on and scott immediately is just like no gene's dead to me like she's she's taken over by an evil force right 
Like that yeah. happens soon and it's ridiculous. And and he's just yelling in general. Like Xavier's like, yeah, we're going to try to, you know, get her up to speed. And, and it's Scott's a waste of time. Like, no. Dazzler's the new gene. <laughs> <laughs> new gene. <laughs> like, it is, uh, it's, it's not good husbanding. Like it is, it is, you know. Well, I mean, he's not a husband. He still ain't put a ring on it. Yeah, so. it's, bad, it's bad boyfriending. We're, 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 we're a season and a half away from their, their last wedding, which he could have married her at any point in between. So Yeah. Like, uh, other than when she was in a coma. Because um, that would have been, you don't marry somebody in a coma. It's I mean, like it's the X-Men. Like, you can just make a psychic link and then get her approval and then you're That's done. That's 100% true. Like, marriages <laughs> happen inside a coma in this episode, more or less. <laughs> the, um, so, in the yeah. way that I described, with just without Xavier, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Um, this is where we switch back to the Hellfire Club and we get some kind of, um, basically like Leland and, um, I think I have Leland, but I think it's actually, um, Sebastian Shaw, Sebastian. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I got some of these guys' names mixed up as, as, as I was there's, there's, there's so. four, there's four members, there's five members of the, uh, the Hellfire mm-hmm. Club we're concerned with. Um, we got Sebastian Shaw, who's the leader. He's got brown hair, um, kind of balding. And uh, he he uh, if you he transfers energy into strength, he gets stronger when uh, you do energy to him. Yeah, Pierce we talked about. He's a reaver. He's got a cyborg mm-hmm. arm. Got Emma Frost, uh, who's the White Queen. Um, walks around in lingerie all day. Uh, character turn, you know, uh, redeeming run in Grant Morrison's New X Men. Um, super cool. Um, you got Leland, who's a fat guy um, who uh, controls density in the comics, and it sounds like. Um, he he does that in the show as well, but of other things rather than himself, and uh, kind of shoots beams. And then we got Jason Wingard, aka the Illusionist, one of the original Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, who uh, controls people's minds through making them see things. Is he not Mastermind? He is Mastermind. Okay, because yeah. that's because again, I wrote Mastermind like a million times in this document, yeah. so I was going to have to do a quick find and replace. No, I, I, I called him the Illusionist, but that was uh, that's cr- incorrect. Yeah, he's he's mastermind. Uh, one of the earliest like X Men villains, and he came back in a big way for this because Chris Claremont, in a weird like at some point in his life, he got obsessed with the idea of um, mind control, and then like when, during his shitty comeback in the two thousands, like all his comics were like bad mind control villains. It's like the only plot he knows how to do, um, which is a bummer. I guess I need to go back and read some of that stuff. I haven't I haven't touched like that early 2000 era of x-men at any point in time so maybe maybe i should take a dip one day and see what kind of filth is in there well that's, that's, <laughs> sure where, the, that's where new x-men is from and there's some like good oh, i just like, meant the claremont stuff specifically oh yeah like extreme x-men is his comic from that and i it's one of, it's very bad um and he does a run of uncanny but then like that's also when chuck austin was doing uncanny which is very bad and eventually gets kind of interesting again because peter milligan the ecstatics guy takes over x-men and it's not great but it's okay yeah, and then Ed Brubaker takes over on Kenny X Men, and then we're kind of out of that, and we we switch into yeah. to kind of other stories. But there was there was a real dark period there. Yeah. So Sebastian and I believe it's uh, Sebastian and Pierce are having this fight about basically like who. I don't know, like, how are we going to get more power or whatever? When the White Queen walks in and is just like, "Oh yeah, I know this chick, Jean Grey. She's she has the Phoenix," and then just like we get what I thought was just going to be like a flashback, but it's like half flashback of stuff we've already known and then exactly what happened to Jean after like the, the she took after the phoenix took the Imkron crystal but into the sun which i don't think we've known yet like that's they haven't shown us any of that stuff unless it's on no. like some weird previous episode that we're going to see in the future yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's on the ultimate episode of episode five um 
The yeah, no, this is all new. This is all like stuff that is applied in the margins. One of the weirdest things was that the Jean Grey is a consolation prize. They're trying to get Dazzler. So that's a weird like like you know, this character will give us in, intense power in the Hellfire Club. <laughs> yeah. She's a great disco singer and she yeah. makes lights. We need yeah, her yeah, for she, Hellfire. She shoots lasers. She turns sounds into lasers, which is a cool power, but like, you know, I don't know if they just need someone to play music in the lobby or something. Um we didn't talk about this, but Dazzler's power, by the way, was actually kind of cool when they showed off in the when she's singing. Like she's got like basically like the homing crystal soul mass thing above her head, where yeah. she just makes <laughs> power, <laughs> which is really yeah. fun. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the, like so, Phoenix. The last time we saw Phoenix, um, Phoenix like grabbed the Imcon crystal, took all the love from her friends, and then flew into the sun so that she could you know save the world, save the universe from. Um, the rock god guy yeah um so that was the last and and basically like she's dead so we we have not seen her since and then um what what emma frost tells us is that she flew out of the sun and then flew back to earth and then just like landed on a rock where (laughs) where professor xavier finds her and like takes her home so that's that's what's been happening (laughs) no wonder that didn't get an episode (laughs) um and the uh, and the reason why Emma knows all this is because Xavier has been so stressed out that uh, Emma can hack into uh, his computer. Yeah, so. because of all of this crazy shit that the X Men have been going through, like he's been distracted with his uh, bird girlfriend and with the Phoenix and with going to space Boyer. and all this stuff. Yeah. Ex girlfriend. Yeah. Um, so we go back to the mansion, and Cyclops is like, "Man, I listen. I know that my one true love just came back to life. However." That girl was really cute. Like I think I'm into Man. kind of butch shortcut, you know, butch, you know, short haircuts now. Um, you know, Gene never sings. Like I gotta go. You know, That's like, a, I gotta go flirt. Like, he's got a real mutant pixie dream girl situation happening. <laughs> like, and like, in all fairness, right? Like me, like you, you put me in the same situation, Dazzler over Phoenix, a hundred times out of a hundred, right? Like, as far as like X Men characters that like, if I were in that universe, you know. Mm-hmm. Who I, who I, like Dazzler's real up there. Like, oh yeah, that makes sense she seems like, like she seems like one of the coolest chicks. In the, like Jean Grey totally. basically has no personality. How yeah. would you even talk to Storm? Like where do you even begin <laughs> with Storm? <laughs> like, um, oh, pretty nice day out, isn't it? It is as cold. Okay, I'm I'm out of here. Like, uh, I gotta go. I gotta <laughs> okay, go. Okay. I gotta go. As calm as no, no, it's okay. I don't. I I can. Whatever you're gonna end that sentence, I don't care how calm it is. Like I just don't, yeah. I'm out. I'm out. And then there's Jubilee, which is you know underage. So that's yeah. Yeah, that's table. so good. And then Rogue, which is like Rogue's pretty cool, but you can't touch mm-hmm. Rogue. Can't touch you know, Rogue. Yeah, and and like holding hands and kiss doing kisses and stuff. That's something that you want to do in a relationship. I and mean, like you know that'd be a, that'd be a tough thing for Rogue. So out of the, out of the you know the X Men people we've seen so far, you know it definitely seems like you know Dazzler is the one, and she's you know cool cool eighties musician. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. good fashion game. Like at least in the eighties, like seventies disco Dazzler. I'm, I'm less into than eighties. You know, kind of punk Dazzler or like new wave Dazzler, but. Dazzler's yeah. up there. Dazzler's very cool, and she uh, she ends up uh, marrying Longshot, which is my favorite X Men. It's just like such a good couple. Um, or I don't know if they marry. I don't think that actually happens, but they end up together. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they do it in yeah. some alternate universe yeah. somewhere. Yeah, in um, the alternate there's universe probably, of my mind. <laughs> there's probably a Splinter <laughs> universe where just literally everybody is married, right? <laughs> to different group, people. group marriage. <laughs> um, ex wives to me, ex husbands. So Cyclops tells Jean like, "Hey." I have to go protect this woman I just met yesterday at her 
concert. Yeah. <laughs> She's a mutant. And then uh, Phoenix as Jean. And there's going to be a lot of this thing where like Jean is flipping back and forth from Phoenix to Jean's personality. Phoenix being like this cosmic entity that just gets real pissed and is like, well, I will go destroy her. Mm-hmm. And Jean's like, I'm sorry. I know I shouldn't be jealous. I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. My bad. Uh, but honestly, in this case, Phoenix kind of has a right. <laughs> Phoenix, don't go. I'm, I'm in a hospital bed. You don't know what's wrong with me. Maybe don't go pretend to be a bodyguard for this chick that you don't know. Yeah, this is the worst. This yeah. is Scott being the worst. Um, yeah. So, so he uh, he heads back. Um, the Hellfire Club has a plan. The idea is to sneak into her mind with using uh, Mastermind and mm-hmm. present her with an alternate reality. Um, where she's in the past, Mastermind has rescued her, will seduce her, and that all of the things in modern New York and stuff are actually a dream. Um, which is kind of cool. And they go back to this like pirate ship and all this, you know, weird stuff with uh, Mastermind. He's very dashing, you know. And he's and you know, this, I remember when the first time you saw me, you said I was beautiful. You know, this like very like forget about Scott. The uh, you know, we we are we're pirate. You're my pirate bride now. Let's go and this with is that. not very fleshed out in the show. Like we we get like kind of glimpses of this pirate like themed like ancient old old timey life, but in the in the comic books, like they go way more into it, and it yeah. makes a little bit more sense for Gene to be confused. But right now, we're just going to take it as Riz wrote that like Gene's already having personality disorders with this Phoenix cosmic force inhabiting her body. So like when presented with this alternate like reality, she's just kind of adapting to that as well. And it's like fuck it, okay, let's go. I guess this is real now too. I don't know, <laughs> maybe so. Yeah. Great, let's get into it. Um, yeah, and they're I, also I gonna just like, because you know, literally, like you know, out of the cartoon, you know, like the cartoon has to move a little bit quicker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've already given you four episodes. Yeah. Do you want to make it to a seven episode arc? <laughs> um, we get to see more more of Dazzler singing. I don't, I don't know if we specifically called it out, but like Dazzler's music is really, really good. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, a, like, and her singing is actually really good. I don't know if it's the same voice actress. I went to look it up. I tried to find it. I couldn't find it. So, if anybody out there knows, uh, let, let us know. Yeah, um, it's pretty cool. So she leaves the club. Or no, how does this happen? No, uh, Jean Grey as Phoenix kind of wakes up no. after her. Well, she Go she ahead. immediately gets off stage, kisses Cyclops. Yes, Dazzler yeah. does. Uh, mm-hmm. And that causes the psychic link to wake up Jean Grey. Jean Grey shows up the club with Mastermind at this point. And Mastermind, and she's all betrayed. And Scott's like, oh, Jean. And then Mastermind kisses Jean. And then Scott's like, you know, that hussy. And it's like, hold up. <laughs> I cannot believe you would cheat yeah. on me. <laughs> yeah. Hold up. Uh, but I, I think it's roughly that's the chronology. Like, kisses are going round and fucking round, dude. Like, yeah. Uh, if it's, you like XM kisses, you know, XXX. XO, we've got a XO. real rom-com situation right now. <laughs> the, the XOXO man. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's, um, um, it's ridiculous. I put a note in here about Wolverine saying something with his nose. I cannot for the life of me remember what it is. So, Oh, he, he, uh, he says um, they're, they're tracing them. So Gene leaves. Scott rallies the rest of the X-Men and says, like, we have to get her. They, go, they find the Hell, Hellfire Club. And uh, someone's like, are you sure this is the right place? And Wolverine says, like, the nose knows, tough guy. That's what it is. That's, <laughs> oh my god! Wolverine's lines in this. Do you it's think you can, Sam? Like, are they are they setting us up like a like a long con here, and that Wolverine is actually morph and has been morph in the last like four oh, or five that, episodes? That'd be an amazing twist. Because this, like, I mean, Wolverine like, just tied up in a basement, like, <laughs> <laughs> like subsisting on his own arm, like. 
Because <laughs> these lines are all like or all morph lines. Like he's the one yeah. that's making copies and all that well, stuff. Well, that's that, that's why morph is the only one who can make him laugh. Like they have the same sense of humor. It just doesn't seem like it at first. Like that seemed ridiculous. However, these episodes are showing us that that is you know Wolverine's sense of humor. Hmm. So they they arrive at the Hellfire Club and then they say like, oh hey, we're gonna like. I think everybody wants to rush in and Cyclops is like, wait, let's, let's recon the place a little bit. You know, Rogue go up and, and try to find, try to find out what's going on. She goes up and through the skylight sees that they're literally marrying comatose Jean Grey, more or less. Yeah. Like she's, they're going to marry her and like seal her power or something. So she just like, like dives into the thing to start breaking it up. And that's what kicks off this huge fight. And the, I feel like this fight isn't as good as our X factor fight that we had a couple oh, of episodes no. ago. Uh, but it's, I think it's it's not as well animated, but I think that the power display is a lot of fun. Like they they make sure to like kind of go around the room and and team or pair people up in these fights to so you get to see their powers and stuff. And it's I think this is a lot of fun. Yeah, I think so too. Like I mean, and the the Hellfire Club are very like one of the things about the comics is that the Hellfire Club very rarely like actually fight, you know. But they're very like competent at it, and their power set is really really well matched to the X Men. You know, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, Rogue keeps punching uh, Sebastian Shaw and that doesn't do anything. Um, you know, uh, uh, there's uh, the Pierce is there so Wolverine can cut somebody's arm off. <laughs> Gotta so, love it. Like, it's, it's, Gambit you know, is there so he can be thrown thing. into Beast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Gambit gets thrown into Beast, but Gambit can't, uh, you know, nobody's, you know, being very effective uh, here because, no. you know, they're really, and they're like, okay, well, Storm has the idea. She's like, if we can't take out Sebastian Shaw, we have to immobilize him. She makes it really cold, but then she gets zapped by Jean Grey. Because Jean Grey has now joined the Hellfire Club, the Black Queen. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. To be continued. And to Jean Grey continued. is in... Is this where she reveals the outfit, or does that happen next episode? I feel like That's that next episode. The, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, th- this one yeah, she's still in the Phoenix outfit. And she's in full, like, crazy mode. Like, she fully believes that the X-Men are coming to hurt her for some reason. So she, yeah. she like knocks out storm and then yeah we go straight to to be continued which yeah i didn't i forgot to pull the air dates on these i think you can see like i don't remember if they aired these back to back like they did the uh phoenix sagas yeah i don't know either <clears throat> um w- the important part is wolverine gets uh his density increased or whatever and fall- falls into the sewers so that's yeah. gonna be important for the next episode um, uh, this is actually a pretty good animation like they they do the cutaway view and you literally see him falling through all the floors like that was that's pretty good i like that yeah i like that too and this is like pretty accurate so far to what happens in the comics like this might be one of the most like accurate representations that we've had so far. Like this is more or less what happens in the Phoenix Saga or Dark Phoenix Saga, you know. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is but, this is pretty much it. Besides, you know, some some name changes here and there and some power stuff. Like almost it to a T, really. Like I think it's yeah. I think it's actually a really faithful adaptation, better than the actual Phoenix Saga has, was. So yeah, significantly more accurate than that for sure. Um, yeah. So let's um let's let's scoot through to the uh the second uh episode um and skip our our spotlight as we do during our long crossovers to keep momentum. Um but we will be back with a spotlight uh during the the episodes after this. Does that sound good? Works for me. Yeah. Um so let's move into uh the Dark Phoenix Saga part 2, The Inner Circle. Um as Professor X and Emma Frost battle for psychic control of Jean, the Inner Circle members uh quarrel over how to dispose of their prisoners, the X-Men. But it isn't long before the Phoenix realizes that uh, it has been duped by the uh, Inner Circle and vows to unleash fury upon the world. More or less. Like, there's more fighting than that. But I guess, I guess there's three episodes of fights. Like, really. 
Yeah, this um, I don't even have a lot of notes here because there's a lot of fighting. Like it's just a lot of like characters just like punching each other in the face or using their eye beams or whatever. And some of it is kind of interesting and cool, but a lot of it is just like it's just a straight up fight, which is fun. Like it's it's fun to watch. I think this is one of the more like for better or for worse. Anytime the X Men stop talking and they just do stuff, it's usually a lot better than when it is and they just start talking. So I- I'm down with this episode, but like there's not a whole lot to like get into with it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's good stuff. There's there's individual little things we can cut we can talk about. Um, so specifically, um, we start out. Uh, Xavier is tracking Scott, but keeps getting shut down by Emma. Like she's trying to get through there, but Emma can actually use her psychic powers because Emma Frost is like a huge, like really really great telepath. Like she's not Charles Xavier level, but she's good enough to run interference. And she says like, "Hey, I can I can keep him out, but I'm not sure for how long. What are we gonna do?" And I love this kind of like. The Hellfire Club aren't just going to straight up summarily execute the X-Men, you know? Um, so they're, they're kind of this, like, logistical problem. Like, what do we do, you know? Can, can we step back just a, just a quick second and talk about that weird 3D thing that Xavier, that is the animation where Xavier's trying to break in and, like, going through oh, the hallways shit. and shit? Yeah, cause... and the voice that, like, because this is when he starts, like, talking to Cerebro and we didn't, yeah. like, like, Cerebro, please boost my power. I can do that, Charles. <laughs> like, it's like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> like, and, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> and then Emma Frost, to do this stuff, is, like, leaning against, like, this obvious, like, computer panel thing and, like, putting her psychic energy in it. Like, you see, like, the beam of her head go into this <laughs> yeah. machine and then Xavier just straight up asks Cerebro and says like what's stopping me and is like there's a mutant with a machine blocking you and I'm like what how do you know that Cerebro yeah. when did Cerebro get this kind of like personality and stuff like this is the first time I think Cerebro has talked what how much money are you willing to put down on uh, Beast smuggling down that AI he had a crush on it's <laughs> <laughs> Cerebro so he can like go in there and have weird danger room sex with his girlfriend he has to, he has to mask it with uh, give it Charles's voice oh god uh, that's a just, setting that you don't want flipping on right in the middle huh because <laughs> I'm, well, I'm pretty sure that when it talks back it's Charles it's the same voice actor as Charles Xavier kind of doing a, uh, a version of his own voice for Cerebro yeah, it's so like a it, roboted out kind of like yeah. and very flat, like no, no, a lot, very little inflection. Like in this and uh, yeah, and, yeah, and dishonor yeah. too. The um, but yeah, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty bonkers. Like that, this became this voice controlled thing as opposed to just a helmet that lets him fight mutants, which is like the original purpose. Like in the cartoon, Cerebro does anything you need it to do, anything you need it to do, so, anything, anything that you yeah. needed it to do, yeah, anything Beast needs it to do, um, anything, yeah, the, the um. <laughs> So they, they have them here. They're like, no, we're not sure what to do uh, with this. This is where we get the reveal of Jean and her like BDSM gear. Because again, the Dark Phoenix is about sexual liberation. Like, you know. I remember uh, reading this um, and thinking like, man, the White Queen must be so jealous that Jean's just straight up like biting her style. Like, like if you're the White Queen and your whole gimmick is to wear like this long cape and basically a teddy everywhere you go. And that's like, that's your uniform. And then you see someone do it except, you know, in black <laughs> like, like fuck you gene gray like get yeah. your own designer well and she's uh she has the same like power set she's like i mean she's a psychic she's also a telekin telekinetic which like emma frost is not you know she she kind of obviates emma frost in every way and they but the to the show's credit like they deal with that like the mm-hmm. jealousy angle from jelly Fro- J- jelly frost <laughs> Jelly Frost. <laughs> jelly Frost. Yeah, more like Jelly Frost. Uh, jelly Frost uh, becomes a plot point in this. Like, the fact that she's so jealous of Jean, uh, it's more romantic, but it still kind of comes up. Yeah. 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 
Um, yeah. So she, she's got her BDSM gear. Uh, Wolverine is in the sewers, so he's the one X-Men who's not accounted for. And this is, uh, this is very, very similar to a very famous episode of the X-Men, or uh, issue of the, the X-Men comic, where th- ever this pretty much happens. Wolverine's left alone in the sewers and spends an, uh, a whole issue, like, just, like, fucking killing Hellfire Club guys to get back up to the, the top. And it's a really great issue. It's one of the, the all-time, all-time great, like, 80s X-Men issues. Yeah, like, and they do the, they do the cover perfectly like yeah. they, they they recreate the cover just like with him kind of having his his claws out and kind of like ready for battle in the sewer like water draining off of his face um like they they, they do it like they you see that and you're like oh shit i know exactly what that is i'm like props to them for, for like spending the time that it probably took to do that and just to make yeah. that little homage so yeah and they don't you know it's not as long because that's a whole issue in the you know the way i, I at least the way i remember it. at the very least it's, it's lengthy you know um but yeah it's still they, they show a couple of different scenes of him taking out uh, Hellfire Club goons. Well, and... well, hold on, hold on, because I don't remember from the comic books, and maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Did did Wolverine in the comic books give a whole Dirty Harry speech? He, he, gives, <laughs> he gives a speech that's very similar to that, but he adds the "Do you feel lucky?" thing in the cartoon. In the comic, though, it's very similar. It's like you know, you're probably like it does a whole like you're probably thinking, yeah, thing. That that this this whole thing where he literally says, "Do you feel lucky?" Like I was I was like talk I was saying it out loud alongside him as I was watching. It. I was like, "Why is he doing this whole dirty Harry thing? This is so weird." Yeah, it, it's 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 a very I think it's it just meant to be like I don't know why they would add that rather than just use the original original dialogue. Um, you know, maybe just because kids would dig it because kids love Dirty Harry in the nineties. Yeah. I don't know. Like, sure, kids I love, love that nineteen seventy one classic. Like just and AT and T commercials. <laughs> 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 um I, I i do not know why they added that but it, it is like a pretty badass line yeah, like and yeah. it is just like he's intimidating them super super great there's a little bit with him later here that is like a literal miracle um the uh so and he he keeps also talking about finding that fat what is it what's the word he is like the fat guy who sent me yeah sent me and he he's says the same phrasing every dude. time <laughs> He's real focused on Leland being fat. Like, who's that double lard who keeps sending me into the sewers? Um, yeah. So he, uh, so he's making his way up, and I just want to talk about the the one section that I think that you're talking about, where he uh, springs out of the dumbwaiter. Yeah, because like there's there's this kitchen scene, and like everyone's and like there's the guy who's like they're supposed to be sending up this food, and he's trying to pull it up, and then Wolverine just springs out out of a dumbwaiter, out of a dumbwaiter, which is I didn't order Wolverine, (laughs) and then just like yeah, you can order food and get Wolverine instead. So worst fucking restaurant. So, yeah, just like, um, I I ordered a tuna sandwich, not adamantium rage. The um, <laughs> worst restaurant, best Yelp review. Yeah, <laughs> warning: <laughs> may, food may contain Wolverine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he walks over to a uh, like a just basically like a like a like a cooked turkey, like a stereotypical like Thanksgiving turkey, yeah. and then pops claws, cuts a leg out of it, and then says something like turkey or something. <laughs> yep that's pretty much it and then start eating this turkey on his way up to get vengeance because like you know you always whenever you look at like this action thing it's like where do these characters go to the bathroom when do they eat you know but wolverine has that shit covered man like he went to the bathroom when he was up to his waist in shit water and he when he eats whenever he wants whenever he sees turkey he eats turkey 
this is the second meal we've seen him have. <laughs> yeah, just the only, one. Why is he the only X-Men that he eats? Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, but that turkey thing is so good. And, and him just taking a break in the middle of this to like eat a little bit of the Hellfire Club's food, I think is just is a real, real miracle. Like, it's I really, really great, it. yeah. Just popping off, and just like a turkey leg, just like cutting. He didn't even rip it off. He cut it off with his knife, which, yeah, he, he, like, <laughs> now you have, like, weird turkey meat going up into your veins, dog, because that stuff goes back inside your body. <laughs> I don't yeah. see you're, you're not wiping that stuff off. His healing factor is probably at least, like, 30% dedicated to, like, ejecting food from his claw orifice, you know? <laughs> oh, God. So he thinks, like, when he sleeps, like, he just wakes up and there's just, like, ejected food all over the yeah. sheets from his hands? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because your body's not going to, like, integrate that shit. It's just going it's oh, to slow, so slowly come out of his claws. There's just, like, two dark puddle, like, two dark stains in the same spot on his bed. Like, oh, God. Right on his hands. It's mostly ketchup. Jubilee comes in and is like, I told you to use the bucket! Yeah. Why do you keep not using the bucket? <laughs> yeah, because um, yeah, she has to do his sheets, because Jubilee, uh, strangely absent during these episodes, is also the X-Men slave, as we've established. Yes, yes, um, absolutely. Yeah, she, She's she's maybe she's in school. <laughs> God, God forbid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like they, she doesn't go to school. It's probably like the X Men had to have their basement like clean their basement. Like now, you know, like Jubilee, it's your job to like detail all these cars. You know, and she's in the basement like slowly, you know, with headphones, like detailing all the cars that Xavier's gonna use as paychecks. The um <laughs> One Jubilee, of they one of these cars will be yours, Jubilee. <laughs> yeah, so someday you'll you'll earn a uh, you'll you'll heal us enough in the infirmary enough to earn a car <laughs> in the random world of x-men the um so yeah the, this this little bit with wolverine is great as he gets back into the fight while this is happening um there's these kind of cracks appearing in the hellfire club because uh sebastian and mastermind and emma are all kind of fighting about you know what to do about gene like um, yeah you know is she- this uh who should have the power is this you know because Sebastian is the leader of the Hellfire Club, but Mastermind's like, yeah, but I control our superpowered, you know, cosmic entity now. Yeah, and he wants to use this as kind of a to usurp control. Um, but before all of that, like as they're arguing about this stuff, and that the argument seems to be centered around to like whether or not uh, Mastermind can actually con- maintain this amount of control over Gene. Scott, who like all of the X Men, by the way, are like have weird like hand. <laughs> things that i don't know what i don't know what they're not mm. handcuffs they're like weird gloves that tie their hands together yeah. and they've got something that looks like those uh, mutant suppressor collars that we've seen all, all the way back mm. in season one um but like so scott tries to use his psychic bond with gene and so now we get this really great and fun and exciting moment where scott appears in gene's mind and uh has to duel <laughs> mastermind and mastermind is just the dirtiest cheater in the world and i love it i love yeah. all of this <laughs> you're, you're in you're in like literal my mindscape and i control what you, everything you see so like how can this be a fair duel yeah he makes him like walk up uh like as as they're like dueling with swords like old timing like he puts uh cyclops in like like pedestrian clothes too which i think is like yeah. a poor boy clothes clothing um including like the little cap which is just mm. adorable um but he makes Cyclops like walk backwards up some stairs, and then he just turns the stairs into a slide, and so Cyclops <laughs> slides down him. It's just a bunch of shit like that. Like he, he like slashes an X in his chest as a as the first blood, and it's just it's it's just so weird and and fun. Like it's something that Xavier really doesn't do when he's on the psychic plane. Like Xavier just, and we'll see this later on, and uh, or maybe in the see next Xavier's episode. Xavier's psychic armor again, which that's always a good. Yeah. 
always yeah. a good time. The uh-huh. um, yeah, the um, yeah. This is this is really great, and just like Jason Wingard being slime, you know, super 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 slime. But they eventually win. Gene shows up and is like, no, no, you don't understand. Uh, you know, Jason, a.k.a. Mastermind, has freed me like from all of my... And so now I'm, I am who I am meant to be. And then they both like together stab Cyclops, which makes him like kind of fall over dead in the psychic plane. And then we pull out to the real world, and then he falls over, presumably dead there. But very quickly, yeah. like the Hellfire, have a, the Hellfire Club have a conversation. It's like, why isn't he dead? He should definitely be dead. And again... Psychic connection to Gene saves the day. <laughs> well, they say something. They say some real cold shit. It's a, they're just like I don't know somebody who can live without their mind or something like that, right? Like, there's some line that's like a little oh, yeah, bit like, without like, oh, without shit. the mind, the body should die or some something. Yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. some some real real cold shit. And then, but it turns out his link to Gene is keeping him alive. So the 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 whole like the the moral of all of this is that Cyclops should be better to Gene in general. Like not only is she <laughs> saving his life many times over. Uh, and ostensibly is the woman that he loves, but like you know, maybe like you need to talk to her about poly- polyamory or something like that. If you need like a dazzler side side piece, like somebody needs to tell you that, that you know she's saving your love right your your life right now. You know, and I'm sure because of this this show being what it is, there's no fallout from these episodes. Like, mm-hmm. spoiler for next episode, this this uh, crossover ends very suddenly. <laughs> like everything's good, and then there's no like uh, falling action, like kind of epilogue or anything. It's just kind of business as usual with the X-Men. And then the episode after that, I think we fight the juggernaut. So it's, <laughs> like, it's all, you know, there's, there's no time for the X-Men to just be like, man, that was fucking weird. You know? Yeah. I kind of would like some downtime after these four episodes of just like one episode where they're just sitting around the kitchen and like, or maybe like having a barbecue and just talking about their feelings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that, that, that happened in the comics all the time. Like they oh, would play, yeah, like, yeah. play baseball. They would have these like kind of down, mm-hmm. like relation, like go to the bar happen all the time. Um, so the the circle wants is like, hey, mastermind, you control Jean, make Jean kill Scott. Like that yep. that's the ultimate test. If you control her that well, you can make it. And he kind of doesn't want to do it because he doesn't know he can. And then Wolverine shows up because uh, they forgot about Wolverine, which is which is real great. Um, but he gets zapped. About Logan. <laughs> right, we, motherfuckers forgot about it. No. Um, but he he immediately gets kind of zapped at this yeah. point. Um. And Mastermind says, like, hey, I'm the only person who can save us from this. I've got Gene. Who wants me to be the leader? And they do this, like, weird <laughs> vote thing with their thumbs. Yeah, they, they like, and, like, they, this, apparently, this weird authoritarian inner circle club, like, you know, they're just a democracy? Like, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wish. Like, in the real world, like, it'd be just Sebastian being like, fuck all you guys. I'm the one with all the power and the money. Like, you're in my house. Like, this, yeah. is, my, this is my Hellfire Club. <laughs> yep. I don't know, man. Like, it, this this was pretty weird when they all vote to basically start following uh, Mind, whatever. Uh, mastermind. Yeah, uh, Mastermind. To, uh, yeah. Jason Wingard. <laughs> Sebastian. Yeah. I do like that. Uh, like they they're going to try to force Jean to kill Wolverine, who has interrupted this, and she can't because she literally just remembers all of the times that he flirted inappropriately with her. <laughs> like, well, she she has she, that that love connection with with him as well. You know, again, when I was like saying that, like the the uh, it being about their connection, like that being what the first Phoenix Saga was about. This one's much better. It's much more direct. Oh, my cat just clawed me like kind of good. Rose, what are you fucking doing? Like, stop it. <laughs> Silently just reached up and just went, Mrah. I heard him talking in the background. I was, yeah, I was like, damn, what's up, what's up with the roars? Stop it, bud. Um, well, he's, he's, uh, he's, I haven't fed him today, but he still has food. And I don't know how to, like, express that to him. Like, 
you don't get this this food until you finish that food because oh I yeah did not cats, cats do not thing. understand that yeah yeah um so the uh they're voting because he has he has control um or they want a mastermind mastermind says mm-hmm. i have gene i should be in control gene can't kill wolverine because gene kind of loves wolverine which is all you know makes sense um so and then instead, she leaves. Like yeah, she, takes, she she goes she goes to space. She just yeah, leaves. Yeah, I can't handle this. Which frees the X Men, um, and now there's another big fight with him. Yeah, and we get some really better. we get some really fun stuff here. Um, I like that Beast his idea to get around uh, Sebastian's ability to absorb kinetic energy is to get give him like indirect energy, which is basically spinning him around with his feet. Yeah. It's really funny. I put a gif of it in the in the Slack channel yesterday because I thought it was so goddamn hilarious. Like it's really, really funny. It's uh it's very similar to um like what you would do, you know, the, what Stormon do is like you can't actually take him out, you just have to occupy him. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know? Uh Wolverine finally gets his, his revenge on uh the tub of lard. He jumps at him and then uh the Leland tries to like weigh him down, but he's only he's moving forward, so his forward motion carries, and then they, he crashes into him, and then they go through like eight or nine floors or something. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, super super cool. Um, and the fight goes on for a while. Um, at the you know just goes on for a while. Like we're, there's not we're talking about any other specific things, but it just happens for for quite a bit. Uh, Mastermind, uh, Cyclops leaves to go find Gene. Um, Mastermind goes to go find Jean as well to reassert control, runs into Jean on the wall, on the roof, and she's like, you guys, you guys stop fucking with me. Um, <laughs> like, I'm going to, I am, I'm the guy, I'm the Phoenix motherfucker. <laughs> like, like, I am a cosmic you know force how, in this universe. Billions You're of people I've shit. killed. Like, you are, you are just a growth, you know, so he strips away his illusion, uh, cause he's this, this whole Dapper Dan kind of thing is, is fake. He's actually kind of a homely dude. Yeah, he's um, just like some then, some average white dude in his mid forties. Like that's 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 what that dude is. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then the uh, uh, that's it really. Like she kind of Scott shows up. Scott's like Jane, and then uh, she says like, "No, I'm like a phoenix now. Essentially, uh, I gotta go." Yeah, and this I'm, I, I'm, I got ahead of myself. This is where she flies into space. Um, or no, no, I'm sorry, yeah. no, right here. It basically ends right here. And it's implied that she kind of attacks Scott, but spoiler, she doesn't. Of course, like she yeah. just she's just like powering up and doing the Phoenix Flame thing around her. Um, and then the episode ends, and we get another to be continued because this is a four part series. <laughs> yeah, these are fun. This, like, I, I think we mentioned it before, but like, there's a lot of fighting in these two episodes, and it's I don't find it particularly entertaining to point out like every single combination of fights that we see. Like there's a lot of it, but like the, the more humorous stuff I, th- I think is interesting, but like, there's just not a lot to, to pick off the bone in this besides Wolverine just being fantastic throughout. Yeah. Yeah. Wolverine is really, really fun. Um, the, the hellfire club is interesting. The, um, the kind of universe stuff here is really good. And the fights, even though they're not quite that X factor fight are still fun. Like they're still really fun fights. Um, X-Men cartoon fights are always going to be good. Like, I like watching X-Men do X-Men shit. Yeah, absolutely. You know, period. That's why we are X-Men fans. Yeah, it's why I go see, you know, when saw Apocalypse, because, you know, X-Men movies remain the number one place to see X-Men do X-Men shit. Um, That's that's extremely accurate, and sometimes just very unfortunate. (laughs) Yeah, but you gotta gotta do it. Like, that's how you can do it. Um, So these episodes are really fun. The next two are also, to my mind, a better take on Shi'ar shit, because it's not about the Shi'ar. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like uh, the Shi'ar, just a, a 
an inconvenience, an obstacle for the X-Men to get around. They're not, it's not about their like weird shitty game of Thrones politics. Yeah. And stuff. Agreed. So, um, yeah, so that's going to be in two weeks. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, Jeremy, what can they do if they like the show? Uh, the best thing to do is to go to patreon.com slash TV, or you can go to duckfeed.tv slash Patreon. I found out the other day that both of them work. So. Yep, that's because we keep mixing them up. They didn't yep. used to. One of them's a real web address. One of them's a <laughs> shitty cuck redirect. So, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I just, I just, I'm sorry. I made the redirect as good as I could. I'm sorry. Yeah. But yeah, uh, this show and all of the shows on the DuckFeed Network are user-supported. And user-supported. Wrong. Listener-supported. <laughs> um, and this show was made possible because people like you know, put their hard earned dollars into it and wanted us to do it. Shows like radio free Midworld were possible. Shows like file underwater were possible. So, uh, you guys have just redone your tiers on your, all your Patreon stuff. And there's a couple of new shows in the works. Do you, do you want to talk about a couple of those that are coming up? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so most, uh, most relevant to this show, um, we have a stretch goal and I can't remember exactly where we put it, but it's not, you know, it's a, it's, you know, some somewhere around like $2,000 more than we're at now, but it's not that much, but is a weekly, uh, ask gambit. Uh, an alternating rather ask gambit and uh, bewilder beast uh, video segments, short video segments that we have not talked about the logistics of. Uh, <laughs> not, not, in fact, I don't, I don't remember seeing this on the Patreon. Are you sure it's there? Yeah, it, it's a, uh, it wasn't in that thing. I, I, I sent Cole a thing. I was like, Hey man, I forgot to put ask gambit there. And he's like, just slot it in wherever makes sense. So it's in there. It's just, it's after that announcement. And this is uh, you can ask questions and I uh, am going to answer them. Uh, with a little video in a Gambit costume as Gambit. And on alternate weeks, you can ask science questions, and Jeremy Greer doesn't have a costume. But we'll answer. <laughs> well, well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what Jeremy does. <laughs> yeah, we'll, you, Jeremy. We, literally the first time that we've ever discussed this in person. So, yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out. <laughs> we, we discussed it in text. Yeah. But I mean, mm-hmm. like, I, I, don't, I, don't mean to, <laughs> I don't mean to spring it on you, but it is like a new Patreon goal that, like, fans of this show would like you know it's definitely it's definitely not on the patreon goals i'm sorry it, <laughs> I'm it, at... it, it's the patreon goals aren't up yet like the uh the new the restructure you're looking at the post where we previewed them oh oh yeah okay i'm yeah. sorry I'm so no totally no it's okay yeah the, the uh, restructure happens uh in a couple days July. from when we're recording yeah. july 1st okay sorry, so sorry, sorry sorry no no it's okay I'm sorry <laughs> sorry. Like, sorry, sorry, sorry 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 <laughs> no no um it's uh it's not in the preview post but and we we talked about this and you're you're editing this if you decide that you don't want to do this, you can edit this out and then I am definitely not going to be editing any of this. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I've, you've already, you've already told me I have to get a beast costume together in a couple of weeks. What am I, <laughs> now I have to edit the show too. Jesus Co- fucking Christ, Gary. A couple of weeks. I like, it will take a long time for us to get there. Oh yeah. But, yeah. uh, <clears throat> I, I really like the idea of people asking you science questions and you do it, do in a, a, you know, a tight two minutes on, uh, on beast, beast speak. Oh yeah. Um, uh, this, yeah. this is going to happen. 100%. Yeah. Um, there's also some other shows that, that we have planned. Um, most immediate ones that will happen sooner than later, um, are heartbeat city, which we've talked about before. Um, mm-hmm. but then also, um, some tabletop sessions, some celebratory, uh, D and D or, uh, probably powered by the apocalypse, um, campaigns we want to do. Um, we have a, uh, a show we want to do on, uh, Lovecraft adaptations, uh, film adaptations, which we're tentatively calling unfilmable, but I don't know if that's already taken. So I need to make sure. Um, and uh, that will be really fun. Um, we have a, uh, and then the kind of the highest one because it'll require the most work is doing a uh, TV club rewatch of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. 
um, as a show we both really, really love. And I uh, think that the dust has settled enough to where it's worth talking about again. Agreed. Uh, those are two of my favorite series. I'm not caught up in season three on Better Call Saul yet, but uh, Me man, Better Call Saul, I think, might be better than Breaking Bad. I keep seeing that opinion around, and it's got to be mm-hmm. from season three. Because I watched season two, and season two I thought was really slow. I liked it. Um, I liked season two a lot. Man, like, we don't have to get into it. Just yeah. let me guest on your podcast sometime. Yeah. I'll tell you, we'll talk to you all about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, I, I liked it. I liked it. But I just, I was just like, this has taken a while to move. Mm. It's, a, it's a really slowly paced show, and you have to be kind of into that, which is not what Breaking Bad was. And not just Breaking that. Breaking Bad like, had a lot more murder and boobs in it. And I know you like murder and boobs. So very few boobs in Breaking <laughs> Bad. You're this confused with Game of Thrones. Like the um, very few boobs in Breaking Bad. But there was the, like the action moved quicker. And Better Call Saul is very slow paced. Um, like I like it. Very slow paced. But I've heard the third season is like amazing. So um, I really want to watch the third season. The um, yeah, and there's a bunch of other stuff as well that's kind of that's kind of on there. You'll be able to see it at the time this episode drops. Yes. Uh, all this stuff mm-hmm. goes public on July 1st. Um, we'd love, uh, you know, we love your support. Um, you know, really do appreciate it. And this is, uh, this keeps us being able to do as many shows as we do. You know, I record most days a week. Um, you know, I work on podcast stuff one way or another every day of the week. Um, you know, this is my job and, uh, you know, and it's, uh, it's, I couldn't do it without your support. So. Yeah, that's, um, again, just that URL, patreon.com slash duckfeedtv, and you can go check out all of that stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, until next time, where can they find you on the internet if they want to talk to you about, if they want to send you Gambit questions? Um, you can say, well, there'll be an <laughs> official channel for that, but you can you can softball me some Gambit questions that I will not answer mm-hmm. in character on my Twitter, um, which is uh, at G-A-R-Y-B-U-H, Gary Ba. And I am at J-G Greer, J-R-E-E-R, nope. G-R-E-E-R and uh, come talk to me on Twitter about Gambit questions as well I think that'd be a lot of fun and we'll see you next time with the conclusion of the Dark Phoenix Saga Umbasa Umbasa I just automatically say that when people say that now like that's, that's where I'm at in my headspace <laughs> that's a ridiculous thing it's real nice it lets you get on it like